A common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. The big economic and financial news over this past week is that the Federal Reserve once again raised interest rates. And a lot of people see that on the cable business channels, the cable news channels, hear it on talk radio. And we talk about numbers and arrows and charts and comparisons and all that sort of thing. But the reality is this has a very, very tangible impact on your life. We're going to explore that and what should be done to fix this economic mess that we're in right now. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. I'm now joined by Ryan Young, who is the senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. And uh, Ryan, first of all, welcome back uh, to the show. I appreciate you being on the program. Three quarters of a percent in almost everything in the world is not very much, but it is significant when the Federal Reserve adds it to its interest rate. That's right. Um, It's also what everyone was expecting. And when they meet again in six weeks, we can expect another rate increase. Maybe it'll be the same size. Maybe it'll be a little smaller. Um, But the Fed is essentially fixing its own mistake that it made. The whole reason that we have today's inflation in the first place is because the Fed's COVID response was to grow the money supply, as in how many dollars exist. They increased that by 40% in an effort to stimulate the economy uh, versus only 4% real growth in GDP. When you get 40% versus 4%, that kind of imbalance literally changed the exchange rate between dollars and real stuff. And when that happens, you get inflation. No wonder when you have 20% money supply growth per year, no wonder we're having eight or 9% inflation. Uh, I mean, that by itself explains probably 90% of the inflation that we're seeing today. And now the Fed is drawing things back by raising interest rates, and they're going to keep at it for a while yet uh, in an effort to fix what they overdid. Now, is there any culpability among the political side of this as well, as far as the stimulus spending and and the large spending programs we've seen under both the Biden administration and originally you go back to the first one under the Trump administration, but at least the last couple under the Biden administration as well? There are no heroes in the story. Uh, Both presidents and Congress have way overdone the stimulus. In fact, part of the reason the Fed printed all those dollars in the first place was to cover um, all of the new spending programs that both parties are responsible for. Um, and you know, we just saw it now with the Inflation Reduction Act that will impose no fiscal discipline until 2027 when all this is well in the past <laughs> and followed maybe two or three weeks later by a massive $400 billion plus student loan forgiveness program. Um, they are not helping. They're making the Fed's job much harder than it needs to be. So there's no culpability, no accountability. And if we want to look for solutions, essentially we're going to have to find constitution level ways to bind Congress and the Federal Reserve to acting within set rules so they can't way overdo things within a crisis. Uh, my colleague Wayne Cruz has proposed an abusive crisis prevention act that would do exactly that. Now, when you mentioned that uh, we could expect another interest rate hike in the future, and I think most analysts agree with you on that. I think all of them agree with you on that. Talk about what that actually affects in our lives, because there are trade-offs and this is designed to get inflation down, but this does affect other parts of our personal finance. That's exactly right. There are trade-offs to what the Fed is doing. I personally think they should be more aggressive and should raise rates further. 
but I also understand why they're being relatively moderate and very slow about what they're doing. Um, that's because when you raise interest rates, um, the Fed buys and sells government bonds in the market to the point where they actually change the prices of things. And when you change the price of those bonds, you also change the prices of other things like mortgage rates and short-term loans to businesses. Even though the Fed isn't directly involved, the stuff that they are doing has those spillover effects. And that can make life difficult for a lot of people. The word recession has been bandied about. Uh, we still don't quite know what's going to happen in that regard. Um, but that is a risk to what the Fed is doing, and that explains why they are being cautious instead of being more aggressive to tamp down inflation. They could be a lot faster about it, but they want to avoid a recession. So I don't entirely agree with what they're doing, but I also understand why they're doing what they're doing. We are visiting with with uh, uh, Ryan Young from the Competitive Enterprise Institute. I want to follow up and, and maybe dive a little bit deeper on what you just said, because among the you know pundits and business networks that that I watch as part of my you know media diet is a concern that if the Federal Reserves goes too far or if they go too fast, that they could kickstart a worse recession for those who believe we're in one or drive us into a recession for those who believe we're teetering on the brink of it. I've heard those calls too. I don't think they're entirely on base. Uh, essentially, what we're seeing is an overreaction to COVID. When we went into the pandemic, the economy was pretty healthy. There was no financial crisis, no savings and loan scandal, nothing of nature. A healthy economy shut down for a bit, then bounced back as people were able to open back up. The Fed and Congress and two presidents badly overreacted, and that's what's causing a lot of today's problems. We are going to pay a price for fixing their mistakes, which we're starting to see now. But if the Fed is more aggressive on inflation, I can see a small downturn. I do not see apocalypse. Uh, even what happened was not as bad as what we already went through in the late 70s and early 80s. The measures we're taking are less severe. There will be trade-offs, but those will also be less severe. So tough times might be ahead, but it won't be apocalyptic by any means. We're not going to see a replay of the 2007-2008 financial crisis. Okay. In the last couple of minutes we've got here, Rob, uh, let's talk about maybe what just families all over the country who are, you know, listening to you talk and others talk, uh, what do we need to know about the way this affects us and possible changes or preventative measures we need to take in our households with our personal finance? You've got policy and politics and interest rates and all these big things. What does this mean that we should be looking at doing in our lives? In the short term, Congress should immediately act to do things uh like relieve tariffs that raise the prices of clothing, food, um, everyday essentials that especially hit the poor the hardest. Um, if Congress were to repeal the hundreds of billions of dollars of tariffs on goods, um, household the average household could save over $1,000 per year, and Congress can do that right now. I don't know why they're not doing that. They can liberalize zoning regulations that make construction and housing more expensive by creating more supply. Um, and the Federal Reserve, on their end, this is a little more abstract, the reason they were able to do such a horrible job responding to COVID is because they have almost unlimited discretion to do anything they want. Congress should require them to follow a set rule. If the economy grows by a certain amount, they grow the money supply by a matching amount. That's how you get price stability. That's how you get inflation very close to zero. They should not have the discretion to enact the kind of abuses that they did during COVID and the overreactions to crisis that have already happened three times of the century, also with 9-11 and the financial crisis and now COVID. Every time government expands during a crisis, every time there are terrible consequences that we're seeing right now, 
those are the kinds of things that policymakers can and should be doing right now. And in the meantime, we need to keep an eye on any sort of interest-bearing uh, debt that we've got, credit cards, mortgage, because those could really go up in the next uh, months immediately as a result of this, which is responding, like you said, to other things as well. So a lot of things to watch uh, on the home front as well. All right, Ryan Young, Senior Fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Uh, people want to follow your work or uh, they want to follow CEI. What's the uh, best way for everybody to get in touch with you? Our website is CEI.org. And then I think it's CEI org on social media with the handles as well spelled out. CEI org, right? That's exactly right. We're active on Twitter and Facebook and several other platforms. All right, Ryan Young, really appreciate you uh, being back on the program. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mike. All right, still ahead, why one conservative group says one of the biggest teachers unions in the country should be looked at for abusing the tax system. We'll explain what's going on just ahead here on American Viewpoints. 